Hi, welcome back to a, the study of the Third Spiritual Alphabet by Francisco de Asuna. This episode, we're going to be looking at Treatise 5, and I've called it The Well-Examined Life in the Road of Perfection. Doesn't that sound familiar? Don't we know that St. Teresa of Avila has a book called The Way of Perfection, and I highly recommend you read that, especially if you have an interest in the Carmelite mystics, St. Teresa of Avila, and then later on St. John of the Cross, St. Therese of Lisieux, and Edith Stein. But getting back to where I began, we're going to be looking at the well-examined life on the road of perfection. And we're going to be looking at three main points in the well-examined life on the road of perfection. Those three main points in self-examination are to carefully examine questionable matters, to use past experiences in some matters to apply them to others, and to refine your actions with each new day. The more we travel along the way of perfection, the greater the self-examination, Osuna points out. The, way, the more we travel along the way of perfection, the greater the self-examination. Refine your actions like gold in a furnace so that your actions become more purified and perfected. So let's look at those three main points again. The first point which we will look at is to remember to carefully examine questionable matters. Point two, use past experiences from some matters to apply them to other matters. And then finally, refine your actions with each new day. Asuna calls to mind that this life is like a sea with its highs and lows. Acts of virtue and holiness are like seafaring vessels in which just souls and their interior life might be saved. And Osuna is alluding to ships, as mentioned in Psalm 105 here. So Osuna, again, is reminding us that life is like a stormy sea, and that by our actions of virtue and holiness, we can sail the sea through the grace of God, who will save our souls. Asuna says some sail through easy waters, while others through difficult waters. He points out that those traveling in stormy waters are made safer by the extra care that they take. So, He's saying that stormy waters force 
the sailor, our soul, to be more careful as we navigate. Whereas if we were in easy waters, we may not be pay attention as we ought. We have heard mention before in the treaties, Asuna mentioned that there are three kinds of souls, or really three kinds of souls on their journey. The journey uh, type of the journey consisting of a beginner, a proficient, and an advanced person. So let me repeat that again. That Asuna mentions three types of souls or three kinds of souls: beginner, proficient, and advanced. But that doesn't mean a be beginner it remains a beginner, or a proficient remains a proficient, or even that an advanced remains an advanced. But he separates those two categories so that we understand and make it, he makes it easier for us to understand how different uh, stages in, the, in your spiritual journey you may approach, the, you probably will approach things in a different manner. Asuna calls to mind the spiritual passage of Jesus on a boat during a heavy storm, saying Christ is often with us during storms of temptations, and the Lord permits this to test our trust during such temptations. Asuna says that the good wind is the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by which we are to set our course. He references, among other scripture passages, Ezekiel 27, 7. Our desires are the sails of the boat. Our desires are the sails of the boat, and the top mast of the boat is the love of God. Our desires are the sails of the boat, and the top mast is the love of God. Peace and harmony are the ropes. Peace and harmony are the ropes joining us with God and our neighbors. Peace and harmony are the ropes joining us with God and our neighbors. The ropes form connections of charity. Faith is the boat's compass. Faith is the boat's compass, guiding the boat, and the steer of the boat is discretion. Faith is the boat's compass, and faith guides us upward to contemplation. Good counsel is the pilot. Good counsel is the pilot, and prudence is the sounding line to measure life's waters. So we see here Osunas' references to faith, Prudence, 
contemplation, good counsel, and prudence again. Asuna advises us not to let fear prevent taking on a journey or embarking on a journey. He advises us not to let fear prevent us from embarking on a journey. He says it is a serious error. So he says, don't be afraid to take on a new journey. Could be a big mistake. He tells us not to jump to believe people who say devout matters are evil. Asuna states, there are plenty of people who, when they see others practicing holiness, surmise others are abnormal. I think we see this in life, where as soon as someone goes on the road of conversion and goes from practicing things that are not holy to suddenly becoming more charitable or worrying about uh, matters related to holiness, people automatically assume, perhaps, and they even did it with the Lord, that, that, they're, that, that what they were doing was evil, or their, the origin of their behavior was evil. And Asuna says there are plenty of people that do this, that they'll, when they see other people practicing holiness, they'll, they'll assume that these people have something wrong with them. And that's really important to remember that this you're if that happens to you you're not alone. This has been going on forever. And he even implies that perhaps that when people see somebody doing something good that they should be doing themselves that it it uh bothers their conscience. And so then instead of trying to uh, do the, maybe imitate the person that's doing good things, they'll then criticize or make fun of the person that does the good thing because they know they see it in themselves that they're missing it. And so they try to um, criticize the person who does the thing that they don't do. Asuna recommends not displaying outward signs of spiritual phenomena. He goes on to say that people can lose God's favors if they are not careful with their speech, even in small details. So he's saying don't be ostentatious and don't really show evidence of maybe things that have happened to you or are happening to you that are between you and the Lord. And then he says in his wisdom that people can lose uh, God's favors if they are not careful, if they don't use discretion. So we've looked at point one of the three main points so far. The first point was to carefully examine questionable matters. That means use discretion, in other words. 
Now the second point we're going to look at is from Asuna, use past experiences in some matters to apply them to others. Asuna move, moves on to point true, two of this treatise. Learn from past experience and apply it to move forward. Asuna references St. Bernard that growth in grace leads to growth in faith, which leads to an increase in love, which will lead to the desire for more. Almost like a circle, in, in my humble comment or opinion, that the growth in grace leads to growth in faith, which leads to a growth in love, which leads to a desire for more love for God and for neighbor and the desire to grow in grace. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit pointed out in point two, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is enjoyment of celestial matters or things of heaven. Another is wisdom, which fosters hope of heaven. Working in the Lord's vineyard, the Lord permits a drop of heaven-like honey to nourish us in our efforts. Or for those that are continue, we were actually referring to, he's referring to those that who continue along the journey. So one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the enjoyment of celestial or heavenly matters. Another is wisdom, which fosters the hope of heaven. And for those working in God's vineyard, working to bring about the kingdom of heaven, the Lord permits a drop of heaven-like honey to nourish them. It's a foretaste of heaven. The justified, purified of earthly cares will have a foretaste of heaven through contemplation, according to Asuna. Asuna believes many conversions take place through, through the desire for the joy of God's consolations. Let me repeat that. Asuna believes many conversions take place through desire for the joy of God's consolations. Asuna feels it is ridiculous that those who are separated mortally from God through mortal sin, grave sin, can enjoy contemplation. So he does not believe that those that are separated from God can enjoy true contemplation. Asuna states that according to St. Paul, charity alone can save us. Asuna says charity is first in opposing grave sin. And second is the taste of spiritual joys. So let me explain that again or restate that. St. Paul says that charity alone can save us. And Asuna reminds us that charity is first in conquering grave sin. But second to that is the taste of spiritual joy. That spiritual joy can be a remedy to bring people to conversion. 
Asuna advises using experience to understand different graces and discern spiritual matters. He gives the example of a man who could discern how evil was affecting another person just by drawing from his personal experience of the spiritual fruits of graces given to him in his own life. So I guess maybe restating that, say if a person who is experienced in the spiritual life and has been given spiritual graces as a result of that experience, he can use that knowledge to help someone else and will be able to discern what's going on and how someone else is being troubled by evil by drawing on his experiences with graces. Limited experience adversely affects affects one's judgment in valuing various graces, thus incorrectly estimating one grace over another. So once again, as soon as pointing out the importance of experience and how not having enough experience can cause us to make errors in judging the value of particular graces. And uh, for myself, I could say that an example might be once you understand the value, the inestimable value of the mass over something else, you would choose the mass over going to play in the backyard on a Sunday. If you were supposed to be, be going to mass is the greatest treasure. So as you move along in the spiritual life, you have the grace and you see the fruits and the treasures of the greatest thanksgiving, the mass. A very important spiritual nugget from this part of Treatise 5 is don't try to determine what grace it is that you might be feeling inside, but accept it as a gift. And if you were to die receiving that grace, you would not be afraid to do so. This is a very important spiritual nugget, and I'm going to repeat it again. Don't try to determine what grace it is that you might be feeling inside, but accept that grace as a gift, and that if you were to die receiving that grace, you would not be afraid to do so. So, don't try to examine or scrutinize what is given to you. Just receive it as a gift. If you do receive a gift, a grace interiorly, Asuna recommends, receive it as though it was from the Lord. If you do receive a grace interiorly, receive it as though it was from the Lord. Reject anxiety over it and place your trust in Him. Reject anxiety over the grace that you've been given interiorly and place your trust in him. Don't scrutinize or you will lose it. As this is a translation uh, from the Spanish, 
and it's 16th century Spanish, I might even say don't scrutinize it or you might lose it. True grace in one's soul leaves its mark. Certain graces affect silence. Certain graces cause or bring about silence. Other graces bring understanding. Sometimes graces cause so much joy it brings tears. Other graces cause an increase in fraternal charity and compassion for one's neighbor. Tremendous, tremendous gifts in this treatise. We are very fortunate to have been given this book, The Third Spiritual Alphabet. So little known, but such a treasury of spiritual nuggets for the interior life. And now we're going to go on to the third point expounded by Asuna. Refine your actions with each new day. Refine your actions with each new day. This is powerful. In order to rest in contemplation within the melting furnace of your conscience, filled with love for God and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Asuna counsels four exercises. So in order to rest in contemplation within the melting furnace of your conscience, filled with love for God and outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Asuna counsels four exercises. One, formulate your actions. Two, purify, purify your interior and exterior actions and strain out, remove afflictions. Three, improve upon your actions. And four, purify words and strain out thoughts. So the first is to formulate. Think about interior and exterior actions. In the book it just says formulate. Two, purify your interior and exterior actions and Filter out, remove afflictions. The third point for contemplation, improve upon your actions, both interior and exterior. And three, purify words and strain out thoughts. This is a way, according to Asuna, this is a way to give God numerous sacrifices in holiness, among others. Strive to remove self-centeredness. The result will be greater charity, more purified thoughts, and more honest feelings for the Lord. Again, strive to remove self-centeredness. The result will be greater charity, more purified thoughts, and more honest feelings for the Lord. Try to be unwavering in these efforts to purify your interior and exterior actions. A contemplative's examination of their interior is a safe and secure road. 
And finally, Osuna references Richard's book, Benjamin Minor, pointing to the importance of meditation and its effects on our understanding and will. Meditation and its effects on our understanding and will, which will purify our actions. And finally, I'm going to close then with a brief summary of what I've just said. Okay? This discussion was about the well-examined life on the road of perfection, Treatise 5. There were three main points in self-examination, which is so important. Self-examination. Examine questionable matters. Use past experience in some matters to apply them to others. And then try to improve your actions with each new day. Don't be afraid of tempestuous waters. Acts of virtue and holiness will, will carry you along the way. Asuna mentions three kinds of souls. Beginners, proficient, and advanced. He points out that peace and harmony are the ropes which join us with God and our neighbor, and they are connections of charity. He tells us that faith guides our boat and that our steer is discretion, and that faith leads us upward to contemplation, while good counsel is our pilot. And prudence is the sounding line to measure life's waters. Asuna tells us not to be afraid to take on a new journey. And he tells us not to be ostentatious or show outward signs of spiritual phenomena or that may be happening to us. He tells us one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is to enjoy is the enjoyment of heavenly things. And wisdom is another gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's, that the Lord does allow a foretaste of heaven to, to those who work in the Lord's vineyard in order to nourish them in their efforts working in that vineyard for his sake. He says that the, the just will have a foretaste of heaven through contemplation. And Osuna believes many conversions take place through the joy of the God's consolations. But first and foremost, they come from charity. He tells us that experienced, our own experience or someone else's experience can help us discern spiritual matters. And as we grow in experience, we can grow in understanding of graces. But he tells us not to try to figure out what grace you, it is that you might be receiving. But you should accept it as a gift from God. And especially you should reject all anxiety and place your trust in God. And don't try to understand or scrutinize that grace. He tells us a true grace leaves its mark in, its, in our souls. And he says that certain graces bring about silence and others' understanding. In other cases, grace brings so much joy that it causes tears. And then again, graces that increase fraternal charity and compassion for one another. He counsels us to do four things to 
be able to uh, rest in contemplation. That is to formulate, to purify your interior and exterior actions and filter out afflictions, to try to improve upon your actions, purify your words, and filter out extraneous, extraneous thoughts. He tells us to strive to remove self-centeredness, which will result in greater fraternal charity, more, more, more purified thoughts, and more honest feelings with the Lord. And he tells us to try to be unwavering in our efforts to make our interior and exterior actions better. And he tells us that basically don't be afraid to do self-examination. And finally, the importance of meditation. He refers to Richard's Benjamin Minor that the importance of meditation and how it will affect our understanding and our will, which will then go on to purify our actions and remove self-centeredness. This is another beautiful treatise among the 23 treaties of the third spiritual alphabet. I encourage you to read the book yourself. I am aware and know of many people who have read it several times, and each time they read it, depending on their experiences in life, will gain greater insight in their interior life and in their actions. I highly recommend this treatise. It is very beautiful. I am merely summarizing these treaties. And I wish and hope that you will take time to read the book, The Third Spiritual Alphabet. And I hope this summary has given you uh, a little glimpse into the beauty of Francisco de Asuna's great wisdom on the spiritual life. And we can see in this treatise so clearly how his words played a great influence on the spiritual foundation of the reform of Carmel by St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross. Thank you again. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Best wishes.